Welcome to This Academic Life, episode 65. This episode is sponsored by the School of Engineering at Rensselaer Polytech Institute, or RPI. Did you know that RPI is the first and the oldest technological university in the English-speaking world? We're celebrating RPI's 200th birthday. Yes, you heard that right, 200th anniversary in 2024. We'll tell you much more about it as the celebrations commence. Hi, my name is Kim Michelle Lewis. I'm a professor of physics and associate dean of research. Hi, my name is Pani Anuol. I'm a professor of mechanical engineering. Hi, my name is Lucy Zhang. I am also a professor of mechanical engineering. If you had followed our podcast since the beginning, you might still remember episode six, where we interviewed a high schooler. She shared her experience as a high school student exploring STEM subjects. Her name is Angela. Uh, a lot has happened since then. She became one of our own a year after the interview. She became our podcast editor. Angela is now a senior in high school. As we speak, she's applying for colleges. We're so happy to have her back here today. And we're also curious to learn what she's up to and whether she's staying with STEM and what her thoughts are for her future. So welcome, Angela. Hi, thank you for having me back on the podcast. It's great to be back. All right. So we got some questions for you, Angela. It's been a little over two years. In fact, it's almost three years since last time we interviewed you as a sophomore. Now you're a senior. Any major changes in your aspirations for STEM? Yeah, so I feel like the first thing is being a podcast editor for your podcast has really changed my life. I feel like I've gotten to have so many new experiences with working with professionals. This was my first job too. So I feel like I've really grown with this podcast with you guys. I think the second thing I'll add is that I kind of know what I want to study in college and I do intend on pursuing the STEM field. It's crazy because I remember when we were recording episode six, I was telling you guys about how I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And all the teachers at my school were like, oh, you have to know what you want to do. And you guys were like, no, that's so crazy. You're going to understand what, you're, what you want to do through time. And I really feel like that really has been the case for me. So I really want to study environmental engineering and policy. I feel like that's something that I've been interested in on my own through the content that I'm taking in online and also just being around other people. I think it's been really cool. Wow. Those are very specific goals. I'm so excited. I think it suits you really well <laughs> from what I know. I know you've always been inspired to make an impact, whatever way. Could be environment, could be who knows, anything that can, where your education can take you much further than just engineering skills. Oh, good for you. Wonderful. I'm so excited. Yeah, we are so proud of you. That's amazing. Thank you. So as Lucy mentioned, now you are a senior. Can you tell us a little bit about what's the school like as a senior? And are you super busy or mostly preparing for college? 
Yeah, so I feel like a lot of seniors this year have a much lighter workload. It tends to be sophomore and junior years where you really take the hardest classes you can and try super hard in school. And I feel like senior year is definitely where I've spent a lot of my time working on other things because my GPA is kind of, there's no really change in that. So I really feel like school is still a huge part of my life, but I'm still working on college applications. And I really found myself spending a lot of time with the people in my life and also on my passion projects as well. School this year is a lot lighter in terms of workload. I was just looking back on my planners a few days ago. My planner in junior year, my to-do list for like so long. And this year, I feel like it's like half of that. But I still feel like I'm so tired every single day just from college applications too, which I've submitted a few already. But I also feel like school this year, there's a lot more freedom. We have off-campus privileges and I can drive now, so... I really feel like the restrictions I felt freshman, sophomore, and even junior year are kind of all gone now. So it's really nice. So you mentioned that you were looking at your to-do list and I was like, wow, she looks just like Aunt Lucy. <laughs> she makes lists for everything. Yeah, my Notion page is huge. There's so much stuff going on. Well, don't tell anybody. I'm the same too. I have lists of everything. So maybe it's a podcast influence. And I know that Kim is the same too. So maybe indirectly influenced you to make more and more and more lists. But that's that's amazing to hear that you've been already applied uh, to some of, the, some of the school of your choices. Wonderful. Good luck. Thank you. Hi, Angela. So it's really good to see you. And it was great for you to come with your Aunt Lucy to visit DC. She got an opportunity to see the Howard University. So it was great to have you on campus. With that being said, I'm very excited that you have chosen to do environmental engineering and policy. Actually, Howard is a great place for that as well. Um, in the College of Arts and Sciences, we do have environmental studies and we do have a, a program. We have a policy component in that program as well. So that would be great if you apply to Howard because then you can be closer to me. <laughs> so that's really good. I think that's a really great field and you'll probably find a lot of opportunities, especially internships. I know that in Congress, there are a lot of AAAS policy internships. So I think that's a great choice. And you're so conscious of everything. I think just like Lucy said, it's a, it's a great fit. So I'm very happy to have your voice in the world to make a change. So congratulations <laughs> on that. So one of the things I want to ask is you mentioned your notions page and it's everywhere. So on that page, are there any extracurriculum projects that you're pursuing outside of preparing for college? Yeah, so I feel like I've been pretty consistent throughout high school with the clubs I'm participating in. I really feel like the clubs I'm doing have kind of shifted towards humanitarian type clubs like UNICEF. I'm still playing instruments and doing community service. But the huge thing is that I started a podcast a few months ago, and I feel like this has been one of the best things that I could have ever done for myself. And it was really just me being inspired by this podcast to really start one of my own. So the podcast is called Chestnuts and Honey, and it's kind of named after my love for bears. <laughs> 
because bears have chestnut shaped noses and they eat a lot of honey and bears have always been like a comfort animal for me. And so this is kind of what I wanted to manifest in my own podcast as I discuss self-development for teenagers because I really felt like in the self-development space, there was a lack of teenage girls. And I was thinking this is the time in our lives where we're developing the most. And all of these people that I'm seeing online are all middle-aged men. So I really thought bringing my own voice into the space would just provide a lot more for people. That's great. I I love the the concept. I love the name. I feel like I just want to buy products that say, <laughs> what is it? Chestnuts and honey. I feel like it, it sounds like a hair product. It sounds like you know, a backpack, it, it it could morph into so many things. And um, so it, when you're ready to put some swag out for your podcast, let me know. I think I can help you do that and come up with some ideas to, to market your, your podcast. So I think that's great. And I, I'm very humbled this, this very small project that Lucy and Paya and I had has paid itself forward in a sense that now we've inspired you to do something more nationally and globally. So congratulations again. So the other question I had for you is, did you have any strategies for selecting colleges? I remember that when you came to visit, we kind of talked about it a little bit while we were walking to lunch, but what, what are your thoughts around selecting colleges and what strategies should young girls your age should implement when thinking about where they should attend college. So for me, it was definitely interesting because I went into this whole process knowing absolutely nothing. My first ever meeting with my counselor was in March of this year. And I was just like blown away with how much stuff we had to do by the end of like the year. And so so something that I did a lot was take recommendations from other people, whether that be Aunt Lucy or my school counselor or family friends who have had experiences in college. And so something that I've also implemented was to stop looking solely at prestige. And I really took this idea in when you guys were talking about acceptance rates, because in high school, a lot of times people will define a college by just the acceptance rate, what the ranking is, right? And I started changing my mindset from looking at just at prestige into would I be able to thrive in this school? Is this the best school for me in terms of environment, the people, the teaching? Like, would I be able to thrive in this place? Personally, I'm looking for schools that are close to home, have the major that I'm interested in, a nice campus. Like, those are all basic things. But another thing that I've been implementing is looking at colleges and I know a lot of people my age, when they make their list, they do nine schools. So three are their dream schools. Three are schools that they think are attainable. And then three of them are safety schools. I kind of started off like this, but I really do not like this idea of the nine schools with three in each uh, subgroup because I feel like if I were to get rejected from all the schools that were in my attainable and dream school and I had to end up going to a safety school, I would feel like I'm settling for that school and that in my mind, it wasn't the best school for me, but 
in the end, this is just what I have to settle with. And I feel like no one should ever want that for their own life. And if you can go to a school that you genuinely want to go to, why wouldn't you, right? Something that I've been doing is looking for schools and genuinely thinking like, would I be happy here? And so I feel like when I have this mindset, I can apply to a broad range of schools, ones that I think are attainable for me and ones that maybe aren't so attainable. But either way, I know that I'm not settling and that I would be happy with whatever school I went to. Yeah, that's a that's a great assessment. I I think I should have you come and talk to our faculty about uh, submitting research grants. They should have that same <laughs> that same strategy. Thank you, Angela. So, Angela, you talked about your own strategy. How about your friends? What what are they doing? Did you, uh, did you manage to convince them to change their strategy instead of having three three three, or they are sticking with their plans? I really feel like all my friends are super different, and something that I really learned about friendships is that you can tell them to do certain things, but at the end of the day, you can't change them. And I really like the mindsets that all of my friends have when applying to college, whether it's they're procrastinating until the last minute or some of them are already done applying for all their schools, which I'm super proud of them. But I think that my perspective on friends has also changed. This is kind of off topic, but like all of my friends, I think, are part of different communities that nurture different aspects of myself. And my view on friendships hasn't always been like this. It used to kind of be like my friends are accompanying me towards my walks of life. But now I see it as my school friends, they're nurturing me and becoming an academic weapon. My church friends are helping me become a woman of God. My online friends are nurturing my creativity and my habit building because a lot of my online friends are like self-development type people. And so... I kind of have just learned that you don't have to take in everything that your friends are saying and you can kind of just hear and learn more about their perspective. And since doing this, I've been able to better myself through listening to what they have to say. And so I haven't really given my friends a lot of advice, but I have told them, don't feel like you have to settle for a school just because you don't get into your dream school, which I know is the mindset of a lot of teenagers. Angela, I am just so super proud. I I think you're so mature. I'm more mature than adults, uh, many of adults that I know. Dana appreciate all walks in life from so many positives and negatives. You just take them all in and then you learn from it. Ah, oh, what an experience. That's just truly amazing. You're going to go so far in life for sure. <laughs> so, our next question is, any advice that you can give based on your experience for future high schoolers? Uh, any do's and don'ts that you would like to provide? Yeah, I feel like the advice on high schoolers in high school is endless. I just feel like there's so much to say, especially during a time where we're growing as people so much and developing into who we are. But I'm going to boil it down to two things. The first one is, if you feel like your environment isn't serving you, immediately change your perspective. And what I mean by this is, 
when you are in an environment where you feel like everything around you isn't serving you. So for example, I know a lot of teenagers, they, they just feel so controlled by their lives because obviously our parents, they're a huge, they play a huge role in the activities that we do. And a lot of the times, like we don't have a say in a lot of things because it's what they want us to do. And we online, we always are seeing people living in big cities with million dollar apartments. And we want that life for ourselves, but we're in high school. We can't do any of that. We have classes to go to. Like this romanticizing of this dream life is not attainable for people our age, obviously, because we're too young. But a lot of the times it feels like we're playing the long game where we're going through every day, we're putting in the work, but we're not seeing the results. We're not seeing a huge change in our life that really makes us feel fulfilled. And when you come to this conclusion, a lot of the times we feel like we have to wait until something to be happy. So that mindset manifested in my life, freshman and sophomore year mainly, was I'm going to wait until college to be happy. And now that I think back to that time in my life, I think, how sad is that? That I had to wait until I was happy. I felt like the things that I was doing in my life back then weren't good enough. And so I feel like I really changed my perspective from that into thinking my best self in college would take my past experiences, positive and negative, to cultivate the best experience that I can for my future. So something that I was thinking about a few days ago was if someone were to come up to me in a few years and ask, what is your life story? Why are you who, how you are now? Like what experiences developed you into who you are now? And I thought about it and I was like, what if I couldn't say anything because I spent all the past years in my life thinking, oh, the experiences that are going to help develop me are going to be in my future. Like I would have nothing to say to them because I was just waiting and hoping for the future. <laughs> um, but my advice for that is to change your perspective from my environment isn't serving you to looking for things in your life that are serving you. Find those things and nurture them, grow them, develop them, and bring that with you in your load of experiences for your future. So that could be a passion project. That could be building your relationships in your hometown. Like it could be anything, but find that one thing, find those few things and nurture them to take on with you in the future. The second thing I want to speak on for advice is do not be a resume builder. This is like a huge thing. So Resume builders are those people who stack up on extracurriculars and they never really put their heart into any of these things that they have on their resume because they have so much. Like, how are you supposed to put all your time into all of these things? And I feel like I can speak on this because I used to have the resume builder mindset and now I'm working with people who are resume builders and it's actually really annoying. But something that I did junior year was... I stopped doing a lot of things that weren't fulfilling towards me. Things that I felt like were a huge waste of time for me. And I know in my mom's mind, she was like, why are you quitting all these things? Like, obviously, in the mind of a parent, you see that your child is leaving so many things and you kind of start to wonder why. But for me, I really felt like opening up that extra space and time to really explore things that I genuinely could put my heart into like was really fulfilling for me. 
so when I became the sole uh, editor for this podcast, I really felt like I could spend so much time to put into this editing because I was leaving behind other things that weren't fulfilling and working on things that were fulfilling for me. Yeah, and I just feel like my purpose in life is so much clearer because when you kind of are like lost in the wind and you don't really know which direction you're going in because you're not putting your heart into anything, it's really hard. I feel like in general, it's hard to find a purpose in life when you're in high school. But when you're able to take the things that you can put your heart into, like that's when you can find your life purpose, even when you're in high school. I wanted to tell you that Angela, I agree with uh, with Lucy. Yeah, you you have grown up so much, and it's uh, it the whole time you were talking, I was like, can you come and talk to our school and to our college, <laughs> everybody? I'm so proud of you. So proud of you. Thank you. you know, yeah, oh. sometimes it's a uh, you, you put us in the more objective thinking mindset. Also, if I ever make any merch for my podcast, you guys will be the first people on my PR list. <laughs> sure, we'll all get some. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Angela. So have you back on the show and just listening to your story and how you are growing up to be such a responsible, creative, and just so positive with so much positive energy. This is truly amazing. Please come back often. We will have you back uh, as soon as we know what's going on with your college and, and share with us your upcoming successes. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. You have no idea how much it means to me that you guys even gave me the opportunity to even be on here twice, let alone be an editor for this podcast. You guys don't know how much this has like really changed the trajectory of my life, even if it's a small project. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Angela. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this conversation. You can follow us on Facebook and listen to our latest episodes on iTunes, Spotify, or Amazon Music. If you're interested in being a sponsor, then please contact us at sponsor at thisacademiclife.org. Join us next time for the good, the bad, and the ugly of this academic life.